In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Christ is in our midst. He is in Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory to Let's try that again, please. Christ is in our midst. He is Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Glory forever indeed. Thank you. So today, here we stand this morning, here we stand in front of this wonderful icon and shrine to the Holy Child Artemius. We heard the gospel just a few minutes ago, and in that gospel, what did we hear? We come across the scene where the disciples come up to Jesus, and you know, you got to love the disciples. They, they ask things sometimes, you know, and, and those of us that are not in that context in that time, we hear them ask things sometimes when we're like, what are you thinking? You know, what are you thinking? But they ask, what did the disciples ask Jesus at the beginning of this morning's gospel? Yes. Who is the greatest? That's right. Who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, what kind of greatness were they thinking about, do you think? What kind of greatness were they thinking about? Yes. Power, that's right. And what kind of power? Like spiritual power? Yeah, power, power. That's right. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. They were thinking about power. You know, the disciples... Uh, at, at different at people at different points believed that Jesus, when they when they when they knew that he when they as they were becoming convinced that he was the Messiah, they sometimes the Jews had an a, an idea that the Messiah was going to be a great military leader that was going to come in and free them from from the slave from the uh, oppression that they received from the Romans, and that. So yes, power, power, but that's not what Jesus had in mind, is it? I love how Jesus, you know, how he answers questions. It's just wonderful. If you want to learn how to kind of deal with people and answer questions, you read about the life of Christ. Just like with anything we want to learn how to do, we read about the life of Christ. So how did Jesus answer that? How did Jesus answer that? Who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What did he do? He called for a child, right? He called for a child to come forward. They brought him a child. And what did he say? He said, if you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, what should you do? You should humble yourself like a child. You should be like a little child. You know, little children, mom or dad asked them to do this or that, and they're so excited about kind of getting to do something and helping mom or dad, they just do it, right? They just do it. And, and Jesus knew that we had to be, especially as adults or young adults, we have to be converted sometimes. We have to kind of like, uh, somehow we get mixed up in this world and we think that because we're getting older that, you know, we don't have to be certain ways. And we, can, we don't have to be these ways like of a little child. And we have to remember that Jesus is calling us to remember today in this gospel that yes, indeed, we have to be like a little child. No doubt about that. And when Jesus... Um, you know, in the new in the King the New King James version of the Bible, it says that you should be that we need to be we need to be converted. And so, again, uh, you know, this is this is what's being given to us during this service for Saint Artemius today. And um, we mentioned all these wonderful qualities. I'd like to also just kind of introduce an idea at the beginning before we started. I mentioned about listening to the quiet. You remember me saying that? Listening to the quiet. And so often, we are kind of like, there's so much noise in our life, whether it be, and a lot of times it's from us, it's our noise, 
But so often that noise drowns out so many things around us and we just don't hear it. We just don't hear it. Now a little child, if he's playing, he or she is playing, let's say, and mom or dad want them and they call their name, what does a little child usually do? Listen, that's right. Gets up and goes running. You know, yeah, mom, yeah, dad, and goes running, right? So we have to learn how to listen like a little child. And in regards to doing that, listening and hearing, hearing the voice of our, of our uh, parent, or in terms of Christ, our shepherd, our father, we have to do it. And so what I'd like to do is share with you just a little story about listening and about hearing and about listening to the voice of the, the one who, is, who has been given to us to be over us, okay? Our parents, our priest, our bishop, our, uh, and God himself, of course, Jesus himself. But there's a little story that I, and I shared it with some of you yesterday, so bear with me, but it's a beautiful story. And it's about uh, um, uh, uh, an American person, a tourist, who was over in the Middle East. He was visiting over in the Middle East. And he uh, came upon this outside of the cities, one of the cities. He came upon, he was out in the fields, and he came upon a pond, like a, a body of water. And as he was standing there, three different shepherds came up with their flocks of sheep. And they came up for, in order to water the sheep, to let the sheep get a drink. They came up, and their sheep were getting a drink, and he just kept watching. And then after a little bit, the first shepherd, in his cloak and with his staff, he says, Mena. Mena, mena, and it means come, it means come. And so when he said that, his sheep, the sheep that belonged to him, even though they were all together there drinking at the, out of the pond, his sheep lifted their heads and they saw him and off they went and they went with him. And the second shepherd did the same thing, mena, 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 and his sheep then lifted their heads and off they went. And before the third shepherd could do it, the tourist went up to the shepherd and said, Hey, could I try that? Can I try that? I'd like to try that. And so the shepherd said, Sure. So the shepherd even gave him his cloak. He gave him his staff. And the man stood there and said, Mena, Mena, Mena. And guess what the sheep did? That's right, nothing. The sheep didn't even lift their heads. They didn't even look at him. And so he realized that wasn't going to happen. And so he went up to the shepherd. And he said to the shepherd, he said, Wow, he said, that's really something. He said, is there ever a time when the sheep don't listen to you? And the shepherd said, yes, there is. When one of the sheep is sick, he can't hear me. He doesn't listen to me. You know, brothers and sisters, when we talk about being sick in the Orthodox Church, we're talking about... Yes, we can be physiologically sick. We can have the flu or we can have a cold or whatever. But we're also talking about, when we talk about uh, illness, we talk about physical illness and we talk about what kind of illness? Spiritual illness, that's right. Spiritual illness. And spiritual illness for us, when does that happen? When we what? Yes. When we sin, that's right. And again, Father Nick yesterday, remember he talked about Adam and Eve in the garden? In the Garden of Eden, remember? And, about he, and he gave those wonderful voices as he told us about Satan tempting Eve and then Adam, you know, Eve crying out for Adam. Well, we sin. We all sin, right? We all sin. We all fall short of God's glory. And when we sin, we separate ourselves from God. And if we separate ourselves from God, we can't be whole. 
W-H-O-L-E. We can't be whole. And so we need healing. And that's why we go to confession. That's why we say we're sorry. And we ask God to forgive us. And we have the sacrament of, like I said, the sacrament of confession, the sacrament of communion, all of the sacraments are for our healing. They're for our healing. And when we're healed, when we're whole, then we're going to be able to hear God and what God wants us to do. Artemius, we know, as a child even, from what I remember reading, he was a very obedient child. Very obedient, very loving, and wanted nothing more than to just serve his, serve his parents and be part of his family. And there he was out in the field, and he was struck by that lightning. And then after he was struck by that lightning and they buried him some years later, they found him. And his body, his relics, produced miracles, remember? They produced miracles. I'd like to close this morning with this thought. How many here have ever lost a loved one? They've had a loved one that has died. All of us, right? All of us have had loved ones that have died. And it's a very, um, it's a very powerful experience. Uh, not, so, not so much in a good way at first because of our grief and our sorrow, but we also know when this happens, when we lose our loved ones, what do people, if you've been around your family when you've lost a loved one, what do people tend to do when we lose our loved ones? We start to remember what about them? What do we remember about them? Hmm? When you've lost a loved one, yes. Yeah, good things, and we miss them, and we, you start to hear people. I mean, I, I mean, in my family, I remember just, I, I don't want to say it was my, the best time because I wish it wouldn't have happened, but I just remember being with, the, I have a large family. I grew up with 32 first cousins, and I, oh my gosh, I remember us all being together when one of my aunts passed away, and all these stories started coming forward. You know, everybody started sharing their stories about what they loved about Aunt Dodo. Her name was Dolores, and we called her Dodo. And Aunt Dodo was the sweetest, nicest person. But here's what I always like to remember, too. And that is that when I remember a loved one that's passed from this life into the next, I don't remember them as an exception. And I've had parishioners in my church where we had a person that used to come to church all the time. And she was a beautiful, beautiful woman, very pious, very holy, beautiful woman. And when I was mentioning her once, one of the other parishioners said, Oh, that Mamie. That was just her. That's just who she was. Kind of like, you know, nobody else could have those good characteristics. And I tried to remind the parishioner, and I'm going to remind you now, when we lose a loved one and we really miss them and we remember all those good things about them, we need to remember them not as an exception, but as an example. As an example. And that's why our church has saints. That's why she takes the holy people. And in our church, there's not a whole bunch of rules that a person has to fulfill in order to be proclaimed a saint, canonized a saint. The main rule that we have to fulfill in the Orthodox Church for somebody to be a saint, to be canonized a saint, does anybody know what that is? There's really this one main rule. There's other things they look at, but there's one main rule. What it is is they want to see if the people are still venerating, still remembering, still honoring that person. And that means that that person led a very powerful and good life when people are remembering those good things years and years and years later. Okay? So our church did that with St. Artemius, right? And the story here, you'll probably hear about that, but Philip Zimmerman was an iconographer that reside. well, he worked here at the time at the village, and he had a dream. And he saw this child appear to him in a dream and told him he wanted him to paint his icon 
and to establish a shrine here at the village. And Father John Namey made the, and, and Phil Zimmerman made that happen. Thanks be to God, because we have this wonderful example, again, in front of us. So as you pass by, you know, and a lot of times we're in a hurry to get to the church, remember you're passing by when you're passing by a shrine. Remember to bow your head, right? And cross yourself, bless yourself, and ask for the prayers of St. Artemius, okay? Because he's a good, good person. Present tense, he is. He's still alive in God's kingdom. He's a good person, and he, he prays for you. He prays for all of us, okay? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He is in our okay, the next one with a smile, please. Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Thank you.